had all these like freak accidents uh, the other day, uh, Sunday. Yeah, the first one was, you know, I, I had brought some, uh, you know, had some dishes upstairs. A lot of times I'll, I'll, I'll have my meal and sitting in front of my computer and uh, I had a cup of coffee that I thought I was done with. And so I grabbed a bunch of stuff. I was kind of overloaded. I had, a, I had too many things to carry uh, downstairs. And so I grabbed the coffee cup, which, again, I thought was empty and uh, everything else. And I sort of just took it down the stairs. I was a bit overloaded, you know, but uh, I, I thought it was fine. And I, I put everything in the sink to be washed. Then I, I, I come back to go back upstairs, and there's a, some kind of liquid all over the stairs. Like, so much. Like, so much on every stair step. It was like this, this huge pool of liquid. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I, I went upstairs, and it was all the way, like, from the room in, down to the stairs. Every, like, it was just so much. So I got, like, a huge wad of paper towels, and I, I, I cleaned it up. And it was all – it was. so I guess it was coffee, so I guess – the cup that I thought was empty was not empty, but it wasn't full. It's, it, it, there was way too much liquid. It made no sense. It was way too much liquid than it should have been. But anyway, that was weird. I don't think I, that's ever happened before where I sort of, you know, because I sort of just grabbed it and let it sort of, I think I hooked it around my thumb because I was carrying so much stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like so weird that that that, that happened. I, I was like not, and I didn't hear the water dripping. Right, and it was so weird. But that was like the, that was only the first. There was a bunch of other ones. This one day is weird. What does this mean? Chaos in the environment? I I don't know. So anyway, um, a little bit later on, my wife said, "Oh, you know, I, I bought those new sheets for the bed. Can you can you put them in the washing machine?" So I'm like, "Okay." So it comes in this. It's, it's almost like this cube. It's, it's like the the sheets are just packed so tightly into this little, uh, <coughs> you know, like a plastic container with with a zipper and stuff. So I. Uh, you know, I undid it, took everything out. It's, this, is, this is like a can of worms or a Pandora's box. You know, how the hell did they get everything in there? It, it, there must be some machine that folds it and packs it in there. So I, I took it all out, and there's like a big piece of cardboard in there and everything. And so I'm like, okay. I, throw, I start throwing it into the washing machine, but then I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because we have a California King, but it's, it's a split California King, right? Because we have the uh, – it's a really good bed we got at uh, Costco, Um I think it's called Sleep Science, but it's a split California King. And each side has its own hydraulics, so you can lift it up and stuff. We got that a long time ago. Um, so anyway, I'm like, wait a minute. This is not the right... Oh, no. It's it, it's not split. It's just for a regular California King. Ugh, so I go ask my wife. I'm like, she's like, okay, we got to return it. I'm like, no. So <coughs> eventually, we, we somehow we jammed everything back in that... Uh, that plastic container, I didn't even believe we would, but it was sort of like, you know, not that big of a deal. I mean, we have to return it because I think, as she said, when she, you know, these websites, when you search for split California King, it starts giving you all these results. Or maybe when you refine it, it loses the original search. So she had a, she had thought that she was buying it, but it wasn't split California King. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's not all. So, um. We were watching the football games. Actually, you know, like, when it comes time to the playoffs, some of these football games are interesting. And, um, you know, like I don't, I don't follow the NFL, the football here. I, I don't follow it at all, really. I mean, sometimes I'll watch the playoffs or the whatever. Um, but, you know, the only real reason that I can sort of care normally is if I, can, if I know someone whose team, like, for example, my brother-in-law Joe is a huge Eagles fan. So, so the Eagles were in it, but they lost. Right. And my uh, my in-laws are big uh, Cowboys fans. So like I sort of 
you know, through them, I could sort of slightly care about it. You know, my brother and my father were, my father was, my brother is a huge, uh, you know, Commanders fan, you know, the f- team formerly known as the Redskins. So it's like I can only sort of care through vicariously in some way. But the other way I can care is if, is if it's a team that's never won before. And this was like not the, this was like the, the round of uh, eight or whatever. No, yeah, the round of eight. Was that the semifinal or the quarterfinal? Anyway, there were two teams playing uh, on Sunday that had never won a Super Bowl. They, they had the, the, uh, the Buffalo Bills, as you may recall, were in the Super Bowl four years in a row in the early 90s and lost every single time. It was one of the most bizarre uh, sequence of uh, sports failures ever. I really don't know much about the Buffalo Bills, but, um, you know, they are from New York, even though a long way away in New York. And they were playing, uh, yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs with Mahomes and those the guy that's dating Taylor Swift, and they just keep winning. So I definitely could root against them because they're just too good, you know. And the team that never won, that was a later game. Um, yeah, they, they lost. I was really rooting for, uh, for Buffalo, but they lost. But the previous game, it was, uh, it was uh, Eagles. So th- No, not the Eagles. It was Detroit Lions. This was the one where they were talking about how the Lions have never even been in the Super Bowl let alone I, I never won a Super Bowl, and they haven't even won a playoff game since, like, 1992 or something. And they showed this guy that was 89 years old. who He's like, I've been a fan of the Detroit Lions football team for 70 years at least of my life. If they could win, it would be my life's dream, you know. And I think, who I forget who they were playing. They were playing some team. Um Oh, uh, the the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Listen, remember that, I remember when that team came out. <laughs> like they had that NFL expansion back in the seventies, and they had <coughs> their logo on the helmet. It was like a white helmet with this sort of cream orange colored like pirate dude that looked kind of effeminate. I think they called him Buccaneer Bruce. That was such a cool logo, though. I remember as you know, I've always been very obsessed with logos and stuff and uh, color schemes. And I remember th- that it was the Seattle Seahawks and the, uh, and, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that came out at the same time, I think. And there were just two very contrasting logos. And uh, there's still, there's still something about, it, especially like when you're at the supermarket and you're getting the, I remember uh, at the supermarket, they had those little vending machines for kids with little toys in those little plastic containers. And they had the, the, uh, the football helmets. And I kind of remember those little mini football helmets. I kind of remember when they added the, uh, the Buccaneers and the uh, and 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 the Seahawks, and I just remember looking at that little helmet with that cool little orange logo. It was so, something so cool about it. But they subsequently got rid of that, and now they have a pirate flag and everything. Again, I have again, I have no connection to that team or care about that team. So I was really, really rooting for the Lions just because they were like uh, they ne- they they never had their chance. They never they never got in. So I was rooting for them. They actually won. But anyway. So I had a beer. Uh, I, I had a, a can of beer here sitting uh, by the table by the couch here. And, uh, you know, our house, if it gets really cold outside, it's like it can be warm upstairs but then cold downstairs. So we had the fireplace on and stuff. My wife's like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of uh, – this is all the same day. I was like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of still cold. Can, you, can, you, can, can I have the blankets? There's a blanket over here. So I sort of lifted it up, but it sort of swung around. And whipped over to my, to my to the other side. I don't even know what the hell happened. I I, I picked it up, but somehow I, I picked it up too fast and it like swung around like a whip, and 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 knocked over my can of beer and beer was spilling everywhere. 
and it was so awkward because it was right on the side of the couch and it's very hard to, to get I was, I was like crawling on the ground using my phone's uh, flashlight to try to make sure I got all the I cleaned up all the beer again it seemed to there wasn't that much beer left in there it seemed like more beer spilled than um, than was actually possible so this is what was going on that day and that, that, but that's not all uh, there's this uh, yeah I, I don't know if I've talked about this there's this new product uh, that we find at Whole Foods it's like frozen sushi <laughs> and I, I know I was uh, I was a little skeptical of it at first as well it's called um, conscious conscious frozen sushi with a K conscious with a K and uh, it's all vegan it's it's like it's like you know v- veggie rolls the maki you know the circular thing with the, the rice and the seaweed around it and it's frozen. And I'm like, how do you know, at first I was like, how is this going to work? But it's actually very good. You, you just take it out of the freezer and you let it sit there for three or four hours and then it's ready to eat. It's amazing. I have one out right now. So I, I, uh, I you know, so I, it was ready. This one, this one the other day, I, I had defrosted it. It was ready to go. And uh, it comes with a little packet of soy sauce. So um, I, I, you know, I, I undid it, put it on a plate and... Uh, started to sprinkle the soy sauce on it, but I messed up somehow and I spilled it all over the ground. And I could swear it was right down here, right next to the counter. I'm like, oh God, another spill? Are you kidding me? What's going on today? It's like chaos. So I go to get some paper towels and I look back and it's gone. The spill is gone. I'm like, what the hell is, what the hell is this? I could swear, I could swear I just saw it spilled, but I don't see it. Listen, there's something weird going on. What is this? One of these uh, timelines, like the timeline where I spilled it, the timeline where I didn't spill it, timeline entanglement, this and that. Like, what the hell? I don't know what happened. Maybe I, maybe I misread the situation. Maybe it didn't really spill. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I just, I went and had my, um, I went and had my sushi. And then I came back in the kitchen later and I'm like, I st- there's spilled soy sauce on, on the other side of the floor. I'm like, wait a second. That's not where I spilled it. I guess it was where I spilled it. I don't know. I guess maybe... It doesn't make any sense. It would have made sense like if, if, if I just sort of... Why would it be so far away? It was, it was like many feet away from the counter. It had already dried a little bit, so I, I had to get a paper towel and put water on it and kind of you know scrub back and forth to get it up. How did that happen? All, the, all these freak accidents all in one day. What the hell is going on in the universe? I don't know, man. That was wild, though. That, I, think, I think that was it. I think that was the list of, uh, of issues that I had on Sunday. Yes, this is Mr. Vegas Champ the Cat. Kitty, what's going on? Come on, Kitty. All right. Kitty, we already got all of the stuff. We had the breakfast. We had the T-R-A-T-S. I don't want to say the word, you know. And it's not time for lunch yet, Kitty. They have, uh, you know, they have their breakfast and then their T-R-A-T-S. And then treats, <laughs> treats for two. <laughs> and then lunch. Kitty, you guys are spoiled. No, no, that's a poinsettia, Kitty. Don't eat that. Oh, my God. I didn't think they were eating poinsettias. It's poisonous. Though apparently not as poisonous as people think. Kitty, don't eat that. <laughs> I can't believe we still have a poinsettia here from... You know that, you know, poinsettias, it's like, it sounds like you're saying poinsettia. Like P-O-I-N-T-S-E-T-T-A, poinsettia. But it's like, it's not spelled, it's like P-O-I-N-S-E-T-T-I-A or something, poinsettia. What the hell's up with that? These red flowers that are supposedly poisonous. No, Kitty, no, don't, don't. Vegas, stay away from that plant. 
Because he does eat some plants, but I, we tried to make sure they weren't poisonous. Kitty, please. Lilies apparently are very poisonous to cats. Or Yeah, I think that's what it is. Anyways, I don't know what happened that day. I don't know. But anyway, I have this TV set here. The one from the show art. I have it. I think we're going to try to watch some TV over the air that I haven't done in how long? Long. Hey. Yeah, so today's episode is called Mission Intersloopy. And uh, what the heck is going on here with this artwork? Um, yeah, this is a picture I took at my father's house while we were cleaning up. Since then, the house has uh, been sold. And it's... Now someone else owns it. But this was in the basement, so you can see the wood paneling on the walls. And a black and white TV set that, that was uh, really interesting because it seemed to be, it's a Zenith, but it seemed to be a later model because it does have coaxial on the back. And uh, that was the only time I really tested it out. And it's sitting there on uh, these uh, beautiful mid-century uh, uh, stools, bar stools, which were in my grandparents' uh, kitchen in their house in New Brunswick, New Jersey, Ever since I can remember, as a little kid, we were always sitting on these chairs. My grandmother passed away in 2007. My parents took the chairs, and then when my parents passed away, my brother and I decided to split them up, so each of us has two of them. So I have the two. My brother has the other two. Uh, and I do have that TV, and I, and I do want to try and test it out. We're going to get to that. This has been so, I know I talked about it a while ago. This has been something I've been wanting to do for a while. Watch TV over the air. So the show art, as I've sort of developed it, uh, the, um, the TV picture is inside an octagonal uh, a mask, kind of like a, you know, the shape of a stop sign, an octagon. Um, and then the background is this uh, yellow-green with a, uh, this is a black border, and uh, the overnightscape and the show title, Mission Intersloopy, are typeset in the font Visigoth. <coughs> and I remember... This font has a particularly uh, special place in my my font heart uh, because I used to sort of obsess on font, any kind of font catalogs, uh, font listing books, um, and I still do. I mean, I, it's, it's sort of my favorite thing is finding um, a book that that lists fonts, especially one that lists that shows all of the letters in the font. And uh, there's so been so many of them over the years. And the thing is. There's some fonts that are so obscure that sometimes you can find a reference book that may be the, one of the only places you can find what that font looked like. Um, the case of this font, which is Visigoth by Arthur Baker, is not one that I would say is particularly rare. Uh, this calligrapher, I think his name is Arthur Baker, created a bunch of fonts, I forget who for, Adobe or Linotype or something, and Visigoth was one of them. And I just remember back in the 90s being particularly fascinated by... Um, that font and his other fonts in the same series, like Pelican and Marigold, things like that. And I do remember there was this a font book, a, a catalog of fonts that I saw. I randomly went over to the Princeton University bookstore once, way back in the 90s. But I couldn't afford it. I had no money at the time. <coughs> and that was very expensive. <coughs> and uh, I remember going to Atlantic City with my parents, and I had a little bit of money to gamble with. And I just remembered, like, putting money in the slot machines. Like, I, I could be using this money to buy the font catalog that has the Visigoth listing and other things. 
I'm like, if I can just win a little bit of money, I can go to that bookstore and buy it. But I, of course, I lost all my money, as you mostly do when you go to casinos. It's just the way it works. Uh, so I always think of that font. And I do think I, I don't remember what that book was. It had sort of a black cover with <coughs> multicolored writing on the cover. It was some sort of font catalog. I think I had it at some point, then I got rid of it again. I don't remember. It's been a long time. I mean, it doesn't seem like the 90s were that long ago, but... For example, 30 years ago, it was January 23rd, 1994. It's 30 years ago. It's a long time. It doesn't seem like that long, but it is that long. Anyway, that's, that's the font I use there mission, uh, for Mission Intersloopy. Um, so what is this Mission Intersloopy? Uh, well, as you know, I've been uh, on the kind of semi-pointless quest of finishing my poetry book. Uh, if I can find it here yeah <clears throat> so um, yeah this book of poetry I talked about this recently on the show there's this book of poetry that started way back in the 80s or 90s and I had uh, made a note back in 2007 to do like 100 or so more poems to bring it to 1254 which is uh, 209 times 6 be that as it may lately I have been uh making more of these poems. Again, the the final name of the project, Wychok Revival, point, uh, sort of, uh, you know, uh, points out the perhaps uh, <laughs> somewhat pointless nature of it because it's Wychok. Why do you want to... You already have these poems. They are what they are. Why does it need to be chock full of them? Why do you, not, why do you need to fill them to the, to the brim with the great taste of poetry? Why chalk revival? I don't know why. It just feels like the right thing to do now after such a long time. I was e- I've even been working on it. Uh, I, I've been working on it like uh, all the time. I, 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 you know, it's easy to get back into the style of these poems. It's not like anyone else's style, though. I don't know that it's a style that would be of particular interest to anyone but me. But I find it sort of interesting. Anyway, one of the phrases I use, and this is all, I just come up with these things very. Randomly, uh, in Wychok one one eighty three, one one sentence is tampering of wise old Arkstar intersloopy, and I just really like that. So that's where intersloopy comes from. I wanted to use the word intersloopy, and uh, I decided instead of Arkstar intersloopy because there's a company called Arkstar. Obviously, Arkstar is kind of similar to Dark Star, which is a movie and a major song by Grateful Dead, etc. But intersloopy, what the hell is that? Um, so when I came up with mission intersloopy, it just sounds like something related to an old black and white TV, the mission intersloopy. <coughs> what is it? I don't know. Maybe mission intersloopy is trying to uh, plug it in and watch TV over the air. Uh, no, that I think intersloopy would imply something a bit more, <coughs> um, a bit more adventurous, a bit more active. But anyway, what is intersloopy? Well, anyway, obviously I think I'm kind of inspired by that song, Hang On Sloopy, right? Hang on, Sloopy, Sloopy, hang on, right? And it's it, it, it sounds very similar to Snoopy, you know, the, the cartoon dog man from the Peanuts. Uh, this is a song by uh, uh, The Vibrations, I guess was the name of the band. Um, and... 
I guess it's about this girl that he's 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 into, and they did say it may be based on a woman named uh, what's her name Sloop something Sloop. By one account, the inspiration for the song was Dorothy Sloop, a jazz singer from Steubenville, Iowa, and a student at Ohio University. So this song was in '64. So Dorothy Sloop was an American jazz pianist. It may be about her, but we don't know. <laughs> anyway, that's the story of today's show art. But it does have that rather striking look. When I look at all my other, you know, if you go to theovernightscape.com slash art, it, all of the Overnightscape art since it started is there. And this one really stands out. It's a very striking image. And, and, uh, and there is some symbolism here. I mean, as far as the octagon goes, it was just me trying, I tried a circle, I tried a rectangle, I tried all different things, but it just seemed to look good, and but it does sort of feel like the static and the sort of the stop sign implication, it implies some sort of thing that has stopped. Obviously, analog broadcasting, right? Um, was it 2009? And I, d- I did that show. I did an episode here on, on the channel. Um, <clears throat> I found it, but then I lost it. Let me, let's see if I can find it. Yeah, I believe that this was, uh, yeah, on the, the Rampler number 318 called Analog TV from uh, June 12th, 2009. Yeah, yeah. Um, the end of analog TV transmission in the USA. So, yeah, I was watching as, on that night of uh, June 12th, 2009, they turned off the analog TV signals and switched over to digital, right? And I had bought this Zenith brand um, device, which you could uh, hook up to an antenna. See, what happened was the old TVs that actually had ante- like antennas on top of them, the rabbit ears, uh, they would still be working in June 2009 without anything extra. But because they decided to turn off analog, All the old TV sets stopped working. You would just get nothing. There'd be nothing there. You had to buy a converter box, which could, you'd have to, you know, plug an antenna into and uh, then plug it back into the TV. It's almost like a little cable box, but it's receiving the signal off the air, over the air. It's the same over-the-air broadcast, but it's now digital as opposed to analog, which I suppose allows it to be, take up less bandwidth, in theory. So I got that box. And I was playing around with it. And this stuff has been in my garage ever since. So that I got this cool TV that is pictured on the show art. Um, it's an interesting unit. It almost it feels almost like a professional unit or something. Because, again, like uh, I, I associate the older TVs being more, you know, like 70s or something. And um, this one... I don't know the time period of this. Is there a date on this? Yes, it says actually <laughs> manufactured November 1987. Wow. Look at this. This is cool. The actual model. So, yeah, this is a bit later. So it has coaxial input, which is very helpful for, for these purposes. Um, Zenith Electronics Group. This is model D0920A. Ooh, there's a 209, hidden 209 in there. Or the digits 209. Um, yeah, and manufactured November 1987. Look at this. 
Now, I know that it turned on, but I don't know that it's going to actually work. And it, did, it does have a little depression, a little circular depression to put an antenna in, but I have a separate antenna. So let's take a look at what I have here. I went out to the garage this morning to find this stuff, and it must have been meant to be because I, I was ready to give up because I could not find it. I found the box for the, for the uh, digital converter, but all that was in there was a uh, coaxial cord, not the unit itself. So then I, I started looking around. I looked at another box called TV Stuff, and I found the uh, antenna from Radio Shack, which is right here, which has the rabbit ears and the circle thing. And I found the um, converter box itself, the Zenith uh, model here. I don't know what model number this is, but anyway. Uh, but I couldn't find the remote. And I'm like, oh, I really need the remote. To, and then I, I found in another box the remote. It didn't take too long. So what battery does this take? This takes, I have, tri yeah, I have triple A's. I got to go upstairs to get them. Anyway, I have all the stuff here to, uh, to set it up, right? I mean, I have everything I need to set up the, uh, in theory, the, the broadcast. Like right now, there's TV being broadcast for free over the air, I think. I haven't used any of this stuff in such a long time. Will this work? Let me uh, set it up and we'll see what happens. All right, well, I plugged everything in. It's been a while since I had to use coaxial cable. I haven't really missed it. It's an annoying kind of cable, but anyway, let's see. Uh, I have the rabbit ear antenna on top of the TV. I'm gonna turn it on here. And I guess go to channel three, right? Channel 3 is usually where these external devices uh, operate. I knew you could change it to 3 or 4 based on your local area. All right, let me turn on this. This working? Power. Here we go. And, uh, yes, DTV. Oh, wow, it is rather fuzzy, but... Look at this. It's uh, it's like all this multicolored uh, DTV, no signal. Hmm. Ooh, look at this. What is going on here? It's an actual. This is an actual color television. This is not black and white. This is color. I thought. Why did I think it was black and white? I was shocked. Look, I, I, I could have sworn. I guess because the static was black and white, I assumed it was black and white. This is a color television. Wow. So this is a, uh, a preacher preaching in Spanish, I guess? But yeah, it's very, very blurry and fuzzy. Well, I guess the fact that it's working at all is pretty cool. Uh, I feel like I'm back in the 80s or 70s watching a TV that looks like this. What is he saying? And you do see pi uh, pi pixelization instead of uh, fuzz. <coughs> Cosas, the things. Hija, daughter. Hija, no. Sister. All right. Shop HQ. Welcome, Stephanie. <laughs> so wait, channel 63? I know, like DTV has all these different channels. Can we start at the beginning, though? I'm just trying to see. Where, where do we start? DTV 2. 
I mean, that shouldn't that be a signal? I'm just getting nothing. Hmm. Four. Four four dash two. Like there's nothing on the lower levels here. My NY Gov. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the size also is is kind of display. Can we do that? No. It's like cutting off the side to the screen. But this is free. This is free TV. Channel 31. I'm not getting much in here. I could have sworn that was black and white, man. It's, it's color. I should take a picture of some good multicolored uh, static, though. I like that. I think I can get some good pictures of that. Of course, when you're looking at it through the phone, it's, it's it has this cycling thing. Oh wow, that looks so cool! Multicolored fuzz static patterns. Nice. And, 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 and don't they have that channel like MeTV that has like old old sitcoms and stuff on it? Ooh, now we're getting something on channel two. D, it says D A V. Word. Okay, so now this is so now I don't know we're getting to more channels here. Fave TV. Comet. Oh yeah, Comet. What is this? This is a channel. It's just a question. It's just a question. love how fuzzy it is. Is it just the connection? I mean... Star, oh, it's Stargate SG-1. That's actually not coming in too bad. If you're covered by both Medicare and Medicaid... Ooh! It's time to get <laughs> I just touched it, and, and now the signal looks much better. I was hoping it was black and white, though. <clears throat> Let's see. DTV4. This is where we were before. It's, With this plan... Yeah. Do I just have to wait a minute for it to buffer, or we're not getting anything? Ten, channel 4 dash 4. Hmm. Here's Create Quilting Arts TV, episode 3011 Free Motion Quilting. It's like a crafting channel. It's just so weird. Like these are all broadcasting over the air, but it's still the same like weird fringe channels you have on the the cable systems. Right, what's up next? It's got to be something else. Quilting Arts TV. I may, I, I, how long has it been since I watched TV over the air? I don't know. Yeah, it's not looking too too bad. The signal. Golden Peak Media, presented by Rocky Mountain PBS, Colorado. NETA Program Service. All right, what's the next show? Glass glass beads. Animated glass beads in a spiral. Next. Painting and... Experience and capture the beauty of the world around you. Next on Create. 
then again, it's like not fitting on the screen. That, the, this is crap. What kind of TV is this? New York Life? Back to that New York government channel. C-U-N-Y? You're watching WNYE TV, 25.3, New York. Oh, yeah, 25.3. So, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is 25 3, yeah. I was striking off big This is very interesting. Couldn't there be like one good channel? I guess that Stargate is not bad. Science fiction. Oh, I think I need to do a. I think I need to do a scan, right? No, you know what you know what I mean. I think I may have to rescan the channels. I remember watching Dad heads and thinking, Jesus. Auto set up auto tuning. Yes, yes, yes. All right, all right. That's what I didn't do. I think I. I think it may have, in some way, perhaps held the previous auto tuning, at a different time. God knows how many how many years ago was that I, I did it. So it's doing auto tuning now. Okay. 27 channels found? Okay, it's going to be much better now. There's going to 34 channels found? Wow. This is like, uh, I hope we can find something good. Okay. Let me see. What are we going to call this? Uh, I just wrote... Watching over-the-air DTV on a 1987 model TV set. Is over-the-air hyphenated? I don't think so. I think it's a bit It's a bit much. 76 channels found. Wait a second. <coughs> That's a lot. I just want to make sure you're okay. Yes, I'm fine. Oh, is this a soap opera? No. Oh, I hit the wrong button. Now it's doing the auto-tuning again. I hope we still get up to 76. When they call it a TV set. It's like, I have a television. Set! <laughs> Can you just call it a television? No, it's a television set. I know I read a whole article of why it's called a TV set. What other kind of sets are there? I guess there used to be, there used to be radio sets, right? Yeah. Anyway, I, I, what, what do I press after the scan? 76 channels found, yeah. I want to go through the channels now to see all the good channels we, we, we got. I want to get the one with the old sitcoms like MASH and, and uh, you know, things like that, and uh, Rhoda, things like that, right? Let's see. All right, so now, what is it saying? I just, I just have to hit exit, exit menu. Okay, here we go. All right. All right, let's start, start from two again. Now, now we should have a lot of channels. Sure this is regular CBS. It's a soap opera. Start TV. It's all commercials, though. D-A-B-L. Everything's... Fave TV. Some kind of a, a sitcom. Comet. This is, this is that uh, Stargate. Um... 
different people systematically work grids by foot. Cozy TV? Ooh, what is this? A helicopter has crashed and they're trying to save this woman. NBC LX. Was there, I, I want to see if I can get the full image on the screen though. It's like it's kind of cut off. These cases go home with you in your mind. Display. Listen, there's got to be one good thing on, right? Don't you think? Oh, Zoom. Letterbox. That would change everything. Yeah, we want letter. That's so. Letterbox still is not enough. We online or be more specific a little bit. Social media. This channel is called Movies. This is called Warrior from 2011. I know what that is. Oh, here's a Weather Channel. The Grio. Catchy TV. Oh, look, this is Rhoda, right? I said Rhoda, and uh, what the hell? I can't believe it's actually Rhoda. Because when, uh, when I was seeing Fish at New Year's Eve, Trey quoted from Mary Tyler Moore theme song, and I'm like, is that Rhoda? This is actually Rhoda. The laugh track. It, let's just see if this is actually funny. Oh, that's the guy. He was in Dune, the David Lynch Dune. I work too hard for my money. That's a matter of opinion. You just don't want to go back to that store. Brenda, you're too afraid of people. Come on. Just because I don't want to go back to a store does not mean I'm afraid of people. I mean, I'm going to this party tomorrow night, aren't I? I'm not thrilled that I'm going, but I'm going. Don't go. What? Body stink. Nothing but dips. No one to talk to but dopes. That's all a body is. Dips and dopes. LOL. Yeah, no, but I have to go. So will you please fix this for me, Rhoda? No. Please? Again, no. Here are your choices, friend. Wait, who, who played Rhoda? Whatever happened to her? Did she ever do anything else? I forget her name. I, I know I'll recognize the name. Valerie Harper. There you go. Rhoda Morgenstern. She's dead. She died. She died in 2019. Wow. We could have done question of the day just to see if she was still alive, but no. Valerie Harper. That was her big thing. Yeah, I think that was her big thing, just being on Ron Rhoda. You also had a splitting headache just over the left eye that is throbbing incessantly? Yeah. Yeah, how'd you know? Because you contracted this same mysterious illness just before last year's employees party. You know something, Rhoda? You are absolutely and right. And that's Julie Kavner, right? And she is... Uh, the Simpson. She's the Simpson woman, right? She went on to do The Simpson. Yeah, Marge Simpson. All right. Okay, let's see what else we have here. ABC. Are these the all-commercial channels? Like, everything is commercials. I don't know. What do you think if you're flipping through the channels, eventually you'll get to an actual TV show? This is all very random, annoying stuff. Home Shopping Network. Oh, they have a Smeg uh, refrigerator. It was interesting. They had, uh, at the liquor store, you could buy uh, 
that champagne Vauve Clicquot in a Smeg refrigerator box. Bell and Howell? What is this? What are they selling for Bell and Howell? Rechargeable bionic beam. <laughs> God only knows who owns the Bell and Howell name anymore. They used to be a respected name in cameras. Let's see what else we have here. Buzzer. Ooh, this is a game show network? The United States gave the world the word brunch, meaning breakfast and lunch. Split second. Countries gave us these words for their special meals. Look at the screen. What country gave us tiffin, smorgasbord, luau, Michael? A luau is Hawaiian? Correct. Smorgasbord, Sweden? Germany? Wrong, Diane. Smorgasbord is Finland? No, Sweden. I was right. The word is Swedish. Tiffin gave us its English for lunch. In England, they say, would you have, you say, what's I'd heard of the other two, but not tiffin. Let's eat tiffin. Doesn't sound right. What is this alternate reality game shows? What the hell is this? But this looks like it's from the the past, like the '80s or something. That's what's his name? Uh, not is that Monty Hall? No. Let me look this up. Split second game show. More commercials. Monty Hall. It was Monty Hall. Yeah. This show is on from. 72 to 75, and then 86 to 87. This this looks more 80s than 70s. This is crap. God. I'm not used to watching commercials anymore. That's why watching sports, you have to watch commercials. It's so annoying. That's why I don't watch sports. Well, that's why I'm glad I don't watch sports. Out of control teens. Here's the topic today. Nadia knows. I'm from the old school, and she might, that's what I say, she might do that in public. Antenna. Audio only. What the hell is this? Why is it audio only? I want to see it. What is it? This is, I think that's one of the ones that has old TV shows, Antenna TV. Rewind. This, these sound. These seem like the good channels. Audio only. To hell. What's up, what's up with this audio only crap? Here's Channel 13, public television. Some kind of annoying cartoon. Kids TV. More annoying cartoon. Well, listen, this is for kids. I, you know, I, I understand. They, they'll get more out of it than I will. Here's a terrarium. How to make a terrarium? This is very 70s. This is the way Mother Earth intended it to be. Nature and balance. But what happens if I add some natural food color to the water? Think of the food color as pollution. Okay. Don't know what's going on here. Oh, here's those painter, the painting people. Are they doing, like, speed painting just like... uh, the joy of painting. World. The World Network. I see a bunch of rice. A guy with an industrial vat of rice. It's a rice factory. They use double that of an ordinary makori. These kind of we tested aging the makogi at room temperature. We'd end up with too much carbonization, or the flavor mature too fast. 
Those videos of how they make things in factories are very hard to stop watching. It's one of the most fascinating genres out there. What was I watching recently? I was watching uh, how they make uh, Parmigiano-Reggiano cheese. <laughs> I also saw how they made, they made <laughs> go boards in, uh, by hand in Japan. So the rice factory situation, and what else do we have here? All arts. High heel hiking boots. Okay. New York life. Let's not forget, this is still an active church. You just have to swim to get here on Sundays. Very random stuff. New York Gov Channel. All right, we already saw this one. worse. Ion television. Let's go for a ride. Go. Bounce television. I think we have to get back to Rhoda eventually. Court TV. This is still on? Someone takes a stand in his own defense. Defy TV. All right, I'll defy it and change the channel. <laughs> All of these channels. Laugh. The Laugh Channel. That's, uh, what's his name? Home Construction. What was that show called? What's that guy's name? Home Improvement. That guy. That guy. I don't know. You know the guy I'm talking about. Scripps Television. The Jewelry Channel. QVC. They're based out in uh, Pennsylvania, right? I actually, I, w- I went out, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later. I went out to Pennsylvania to see my friend Brian. And his wife, Rana, has, has been a model on QVC. So she's been on QVC modeling the various uh, clothing and stuff. Because they live in Pennsylvania. So it must be somewhere near them. Pennsylvania is a big state. Me TV. Wait, this is the one that has the old TV shows too, right? All right, let's see what's, what's gonna, what it's going to be. Satellite Internet Reinvented. HughesNet. Is this relevant to my interests? I don't know. <coughs> it's Jupiter powered. Oh, uh, who isn't? If you have original Medicare, then you have Parts A and B. Have you considered Part C? No. Medicare what is Part C? C? Is sometimes known as a Medicare Advantage plan. And it's one of the best ways to help protect yourself from out-of-pocket <coughs> Medicare costs. If you only have Medicare Parts A and B, there are three things... Oh God, when is the show going to come on? Why are all these stupid commercials about Medicare this and Medicare that? Oh, please. Apparently there's a lot of scams with this healthcare stuff, obviously. It's that easy. Medicare Part C plans are available with benefits you may not be receiving with your current plan. Sounds very confusing to me. Moving or new to Medicare. You may be eligible to enroll in a plan today, but you won't know unless you one call the number on your screen now. Two, give the licensed oh, insurance agent your zip code. Three, see what part. See, I I, I I forgot about all the commercials on regular television. It's so annoying. I want to see your show. What is on Me TV? Oh my God. Was this a two-minute-long commercial? Oh come on, enough! I get it. If you only have Medicare Parts A and B, what are they repeating this? Is there a mute button on here? Yes. Let's mute it for the moment. Because <coughs> I do want to see what's on Me TV here. God. 
show the same commercial over and over again. Listen, some people may only be able to afford this. I mean, this would be very valuable for someone that couldn't afford a cable or whatever, right? You just uh, you can just plug it in and, uh, you know, you can watch TV for free. It's not like in England where, they, where they, you have to pay for the over-air TV. We never had to in America. They pay for it through the commercials, obviously. <laughs> All right, come on. Call now. 1-800-CALL-NOW. Here we go. What is this? Black and white. It's a guy dressed up kind of like an Indian. What could this be? Is this F Troop, maybe? Or? I've been thinking about that. In case you run into those men, maybe you better teach me a few words of Comanche. I was thinking about that also, that... um. They used to always, like, every TV show used to have somehow work in the American Indian into every episode for some reason. It was like an obsession, a cultural obsession. Now people are trying to stop treating the, the American Indian in such a stereotypical way. You've, most sports teams have changed their Indian-based names, obviously, like the Redskins and the Indians. But one of them is still around. The Chiefs! Yes! What show is this? What's that? What's that? Oh, this may be Gunsmoke. Yeah, it's on now. Gunsmoke. Yeah, that was a bit before my time, Gunsmoke. After this will be Bonanza, then The Rifleman, and then The Rifleman again, and then Wagon Train, and then finally, breaking the Western theme, at 4 o'clock we'll have Adam 12. I do remember that show. And 5 o'clock... A mash marathon all the way to seven with Andy Griffith's show, Beverly Hillbillies, Green Acres, Hogan's Heroes. At 10 o'clock, Carol Burnett. That's a good one. Twilight Zone. And then at 1.05 a.m., Mannix. 2.05, Cannon. That's a good show. I used to watch Cannon. 3.05, Barnaby Jones. Jeez, man. Wait, is that, is that, wait a minute. Is that who I think it is? Is that Burt Reynolds? Is that Burt Reynolds on Gunsmoke? Are you kidding? I was just thinking about Burt Reynolds the other, uh, recently. <clears throat> How many times was Burt Reynolds on Gunsmoke? 50 episodes between 65 and... Wow! Burt Reynolds on Gunsmoke. That is wild. No, I was uh, I was thinking of Burt Reynolds because he was in that movie by Blake Ed, written by Blake Edwards called City Heat. It was Burt Reynolds and um, uh, Clint Eastwood. And what I tried watching it, I I could only get about ten minutes in. A horrible movie. Wow, I didn't know Burt Reynolds on Gunsmoke. At least this, at least this isn't black and white because <laughs> it's a black and white TV show. I want my TV to be black and white, not color. But I do have another black and white TV out there that is really black and white, but it doesn't have coaxial. So it'd need another converter for the converter. Grit TV? What is, what is this, Grit? Is this like that old magazine, Grit, you were supposed to sell people door-to-door from the comic books? Laugh, mystery, comet. Okay, this is Stargate again. Sto- All right, where's, the, where's Rhoda? Me TV Plus. Me TV Plus. The plot thickens now. Now we have Me TV Plus schedule. 
Hmm. Wait. Chicago. Customize where you watch. Oh, maybe this is Adam 12. It looks like an Adam 12 police car. Over the air, okay. See, but why don't they have MeTV Plus? This is just regular MeTV. Oh my god. Well, then now's a good time. It's a talk show in Spanish. Hmm. Bounce television. Story television again. And then MeTV Plus again. And then regular MeTV. Retro television. Whoa, what is this? There was a black and white movie. Heart television. EMLW. Telex. What the hell is Telex? It's like an old movie. <coughs> Wait, is that Wayne Newton? I don't know if that is. It looks like Wayne Newton. I don't think it is, though. Wayne Newton looking guy. W. They're selling a shoulder travel bag for $120. Discounted from $660. Looks like a piece of junk. Charge. <laughs> the three six. And now I'm interested, like. Outlaw television, like who, like where are these coming from? Who's broadcasting outlaw television? You know, like where, who is maintaining this stuff? When the must be quite fiery. All right, some problems with the audio there. Science behind Omega Absolutely. and That is amazing. I'll tell you, we're very proud of this. Sino VSN, Chinese television. It has subtitles, but they're also in Chinese. Not very helpful. There are these women with these weird hats on. And they're like... There's ones with blue hats and ones with red hats. And they're like facing off against each other. NTDTV. More Chinese with Chinese subtitles. Shop HQ. Aliento. Tiempo de Dios. God time. Is that right? Tiempo de Dios. Tiempo de Dios is, a, is the t God time. It's a good, that's a good name for a, a preacher show. And now it's God time. Again, audio only. Hmm. What, what, I don't know what this audio only crap is. WFUTDT. Crime. <laughs> Get TV. 
Ooh, it looks like that's Chuck Norris. What show was he on? Walker, Texas Ranger or something? <coughs> Alright, I want to see if I can get back to Rhoda. I don't even know where the hell Rhoda was. I want to see Rhoda. Is this Rhoda? Uh, that's not Rhoda. Was it Fave TV that Rhoda was on? Um, what is it called? I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at uh, Fave TV. Fave TV schedule today. Fave TV. No, everyone loves Raymond. No, that's not what I want. I want, I want the one that had Rhoda. Is it Comet? You wouldn't understand. Absolutely. Not I think I lost Rhoda. Cozy TV? This was gonna shit happen. No, it's like a hospital drama. I want my Rhoda back. I forget what channel it was though. Clear captions with getting to be crazy. Anyways. Weather channel. Here it is, here it is. It's called Catchy TV. All right, this is the best thing on Rhoda. What is this, Pulp Fiction? Get out of here. But, but he, he played Baron Harkonnen in um, the uh, David Lynch Dune. Catchy TV. Rhoda's on now. And uh, let's see. Why does it think I'm in Chicago? I'm not in Chicago. I'm in New Jersey, for God's sakes. What's wrong with these people? All right. Rhoda. Laverne and Shirley. Happy Days. Mama's Family. Love Boat. Odd Couple. This, this is a good channel. Good Times. Sanford and Son. All in the Family. Boy. The way Glenn Miller played. Night Court, Dick Van Dyke Show, Cheers, Taxi, Bob Newhart, Honeymooners, Phil Silvers, Dobie Gillis. I was thinking about Dobie Gillis the other day uh, because, uh, <clears throat> right, isn't, isn't that where uh, Gilligan plays a character named um, Maynard G. Krebs, right? The uh, countercultural, like, uh, what, what do they call them? Uh, not hippies, but before hippies. Beatnik, yeah. He was on Dobie Gillis, right? And I, I, I was thinking because uh, at work we were talking about the band Tool and Maynard, the, another Maynard, who's the lead singer of that band. <coughs> I was thinking, who's the better Maynard? I'm, I'm thinking Gilligan is, you know, Bob Denver. All right, this is, this is the TV channel for me. And if I can stay up till, well, 3 a.m. laughing, Rowan and Martin's laughing, 4 a.m., the best of the Ed Sullivan show, and at 5 a.m., to six, it's a double dose of our Miss Brooks. <coughs> See, this is this is all my well, not all the shows are seventies. Like Mama's Family is definitely a little later, but a lot of them are seventies from my Gen X childhood. What's this smell? I think it, I think the TV has like a mildew smell from being in my parents' basement. This Valerie Harper. Tonight, we're having lasagna. 
suits yourself. Why are people laughing at that? That's not a joke. She's just saying what they're going to eat that night. I'm going to have some lasagna. <laughs> lasagna. <laughs> There's the pocket watch. Ooh, music signaling there's a serious topic at hand. Oh, no. Commercials. All right. I think we're about done at this point, but... Hey! Catchy comedy. Happy days. All right, I paused there for a minute. But now, look what's starting. Laverne and Shirley. We used to watch the hell out of this show growing up. Many cats will take it. Give us any rule, we'll break it. We're gonna make our dreams come true. Doing it our way. But right as Rhoda was ending, she talked to Carlton, your doorman. Played by Lorenzo Music. <coughs> the guy who uh, played Garfield for many years. The voice of Garfield. Look at that. Michael McKeon was on this show. It was Lenny. He turned out to be the, probably the most talented of them all, right? He was even on uh, Better Call Saul as the brother. And Cindy Williams, who played Shirley, of course. Remember, she was doing a tour of her one-woman show before she died. So when I was out in uh, New Mexico back in the 2022, three, one of those years, um, she was pl- going to play in, uh, in um, Las Cruces. And then... The following year, I think, when I was in Chattanooga, Tennessee, she was going to play there as well. She was, like, following me around, or I was following her around. I'm like, we, i got to see this show eventually. Ooh, I just saw Andy Kaufman from Taxi. Um, but, unfortunately, she died, so I wasn't able to see her, sh- her one-woman show in Las Cruces, New Mexico, or Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's a good channel. But I found a, a, a website called Channel Master. This shows all the different channels I could potentially get here in Nutley, New Jersey. So, yeah, catchy comedy, <coughs> cozy TV, like all, all the same ones. Yeah, there's like, they're saying up to 139 channels potentially, and I'm getting 76 of them. It's not bad, actually. How much does over the air TV cost? Over the air programming is free to anyone who can receive the signals with an antenna. There are no catches or gimmicks. Local affiliates can broadcast for free because their business model generates revenue from consumer viewership of ads, commercials, and sponsorships. So, so, so they get money from both ads and commercials. <laughs> what are they different? I know a sponsorship is different, but an ad and a commercial is a is a different is a different thing. An advertisement and a commercial. I thought I thought they were the same thing. All right, here we go. Let's see if let's see if Laverne and Shirley is going to be funny. Okay, I haven't seen this show in ages. All right, they're in the pizza restaurant. Welcome, Milwaukee veterinarians. Cindy Williams. So what are these, like, the guy's like an idiot. He doesn't even know how to cook pizza, and he has a pizza restaurant? What, is he dumb? Pop, one of his buddies is trying to pick a piece out of his leg. 
Now, is this digital audio falling out, or are they censoring certain words? I think it's just it's just some sort of digital flaws or something. Listen, like, when you were back in the 70s and watching this, it was a lot more engaging than it'd be now because, right, there was a lot less competing for your attention. Not really very funny, unfortunately. Roar of laughter on that one. Yeah, I'm trying. So yeah, her show was called Me, Myself, and Shirley, and uh, I don't know if there was a. Here she, is this her talking about it? All of you to come see. Well, hello there. This is Cindy Laverne and Shirley Williams inviting all of you to come see my new one woman show, Me, Myself, and Shirley, at the New Hope Bucks County Playhouse, April 23rd and 24th. 2022. Three shows only. It's going to be so much fun. It's not that. I mean, it's kind of far, but. So many wonderful clips from American Graffiti, Laverne and Shirley, and a special added clip from Star Wars. That's right, folks. My audition tape for Princess Leia in Star Wars. Oh, nice. She would have been a good Leia. Well, hello there. Hello. I don't know what's what's going on here. Um, Cindy Williams. Star Wars. Audition. Yeah, because if she was in American Graffiti, she knew knew, uh, George Lucas, right? Yeah, here, here it is. This is, yeah. That's like you used it all. Thir- 13, take two, camera roll two. Okay. Action. Well, all the data banks in Little R2 are still secure. Well, then I think uh, we're due that reward that you promised, don't you think? And I hope it, it's substantial after all we've gone through. When little R2 has been safely delivered to my forces, you'll receive your reward. You have my guarantee. Well, what's a, what's that little droid carrying anyway that's so blasted important? Huh? The plans and specifications to a battle station with enough firepower to destroy an entire system. Our only hope in destroying it is to find its weakness, which we will determine from the data I stored in R2. We can't... I mean, I guess that's, she wasn't that bad, but, you know, here's, here's Carrie Fisher doing it. Well, I think that we ought to have the reward that you're talking about. And I hope it'll See, be- she's doing it with the actual Harrison Ford. That's no fair. When R2 has been safely delivered to my forces, you get your reward. You have my guarantee. 
What's the little droid carrying that's so blasted important? The plans and specifications to a battle station with enough firepower to destroy an entire system. Yes, Carrie Fisher's better. I mean, she obviously she has that sort of that sort of lilt to her voice that she does sort of sound sort of uh, royal and arrogant, you know. An entire system. Cindy Williams had no chance. Sorry, Cindy. Which we will determine from the data I stored in R2. We captured the plans in a raid on the Imperial shipyards, but we, we fell under attack before I could get the data to safety. So I hid it in this R2 unit and sent them off. Yeah, now where are you taking it? The fourth moon of Yavin. Fourth moon of Yavin. I've given the coordinates to Chewbacca. Don't you understand? They let us go. They're going to follow. They want to find your hidden bases. They're going to destroy the entire system. I know they'll follow. And they'll bring the Death Star. But our only hope is to, to destroy it before it destroys us. <gasps> Hiding is useless now. With the Death yeah, Star. Yeah, that's a good audition. I mean, maybe because I'm so used to her being Princess Leia, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Ooh, what's this? What's oh, a good video? It was on the side there. It's... um. Kate Bush sat in your lap. It's a, good, it's a good, good video. See how you get stuck on these little. Come on, man! I gotta get. I gotta get back to watching Laverne and Shirley, and I'm gonna watch Kate Bush. She's wearing like a dunce cap in this uh, video. Kate Bush was really good at this point. Well, I had paused there, but look at this synchronicity. First impressions of the Pulp Fiction pinball machine. I, I was just mentioning, I was joking about Pulp Fiction earlier because of the pocket watch. Is, is, there is a new Pulp Fiction pinball machine, apparently. Evan, a lot of people, Evan Stand, that was at my house, first of all. That's had a really, really good response. Uh, I've just been and played Jaws. Uh, again, it's another good game. This is, a, this is a great game here. There's very few bad games here, I, I have to say. You know, so we're sort of sport for choice. Which is the best game? I don't know. I mean, there's different this. Right, let's we play it. Let's start playing. Let's play the game. Let's fast forward. Big Kahuna Burger. Oh, dear. Mr. Lou. The flippers feel great. Okay, so that's great. So backhandable, those drop targets there. I'm not sure how much you could see them from an angle. What I might do is for the second ball, I'll turn the camera around. Good. Good stuff. Ooh. Another Cindy Williams video I had open. Welcome back to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics. Today we have on an amazing guest. We are just excited that she has some time to talk to us. Miss Cindy Williams. Okay. All right. There's more commercials on the actual TV. So what's on next after this? Let's see. (coughs) This is catchy comedy. Happy Days is on. All right, let's see. This this is our last chance for it to be funny. Oh, oh, Laverne. It's just, it's so trillant. Oh, look at this. Oh, sure, we hit the mother load tonight. Oh, this is real Norgahite. Sure, I'll feel it and wait. Okay, I'm reading the synopsis for this episode. Laverne and Shirley, the episode's called Dinner for Four. The girls meet two guys in Frank's Pizza Bowl. 
When they get chatting, the girls think that the guys are inviting them for dinner at their posh flat. But in reality, all the guys want is to hire them to be maids for the evening to them and their posh girlfriends. Wah, wah, uh-oh. They, I don't think they found out yet that they're going to be maids. It's just weird. I feel like the frame rate on this is, is more than usual. But it can't really be, right? I mean, the, this old TV only has a certain frame rate capacity. But at, w- at what point are they going to become maids? What are they talking about? Oh, the cure for ringworm because they're veterinarians? Whoa! Alright, I guess eventually they'll find out they're going to be maids. Uh, this episode, Dinner for Four, originally aired uh, December 5th, 1978. And it's uh, season four, episode 12. Seventy-eight. I definitely would have been watching at this point. For some reason, I thought it would. This was a little bit later than seventy-eight, but all right. I'll come back when they find out they're going to become maids. I look at this. The bed scene. I just watched the bed scene. The scene with the bed is the highlight of the episode. Laverne and Shirley are literally getting eaten by a bed. The misunderstanding with them as waitresses, not the men's dates, is sad. I could not stand those girls insulting them as if they have no feelings at all. Well, I guess that's what's about to happen now. so tiresome. <laughs> Listen, in the past it would have been engaging more. Ugh. All right, it's later on now. I've been uh, keeping this TV on. It, uh, the next show was Mama's Family, which is uh, in, from the 80s, not the 70s. Yeah, they showed an episode of uh, Happy Days from 1974. It was just the seventh episode ever. Uh-oh. Here's the love boat. Will Gear, Artie Johnson, he's always good. Definitely a, a gong show guy. Pat Morita, yes. 
Was he on Happy Days? Tom Poston? He was on one of those New Heart shows, right? Anson Williams, another Happy Days uh, alum. Potsy. <clears throat> Love Boat. Hopefully this will be better. Yeah, because uh, Mama's family was on from 86, and uh, that was a bit of a bit of, bit of, bit mind-numbing. <clears throat> but now we have the Love Boat. Yeah, Vicki Lawrence. I, I, I looked her up. It, it, it's true. She did actually um, write a letter. or Did she write a letter? Someone wrote a letter to Carol Burnett saying that she looked like a young Carol Burnett. And then she was offered a part on The Carol Burnett Show, and she was this on apparently all 11 seasons of The Carol Burnett Show. Apparently Carol and uh, Harvey Corman taught her how to do uh, comedy. And then afterwards, she uh, started as an old woman in Mama's family. She was only like in her early 30s when she played this old woman. And I was looking it up. Apparently she would go on game shows and stuff, always dressed up as the old woman. Very strange celebrity. Oh, Lauren Hughes is your cruise director, Julie. She was in uh, Twin Peaks, The Return. She was in Room 209. Night Court. Night Court. <coughs> I don't know. To me, like, the 70s stuff is more uh, tolerable. It has more of a uh, nostalgic feel. The 80s stuff is a little grating. But who knows? Who knows what year this episode of The uh, Love Boat is from? But there is something about the serendipity factor that is, right, you can't control it, you can't pause it, you can't decide what's on. All you can do is change channels, just like in the old days. But every freaking commercial is about Medicare and stuff. It's so freaking depressing. Visiting angels, it's all, it's all healthcare related. Because who's watching uh, these shows? Old people like me. Indeed. Anyway, yeah, in the basement we're setting up, we got, like, for Christmas, we got a uh, a new space heater. And it's cool. It looks like an old-fashioned, like, stove. I want to see if it's really helping with the temperature down there. Let's go downstairs. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it, it was 53. It's up to 55 now. I see you. I miss you. It is cold here in New Hampshire. I want to show you well, something. The New Hampshire primaries. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's doing Lundbury, something. This is the second largest polling location in the state, and they've had a steady stream of people here. Let's see if we can find the name of this space here. But, yeah, it looks, it has, like, a handle on it, a fake handle, and there's fake logs and fake fire in there and stuff. It's kind of cool. Yeah, the election. It's Ron DeSantis dropped out. Everyone else dropped out. So it's just Nikki Haley versus Donald Trump on the Republican side. Yeah, this is the warm living infrared technology, infrared fireplace stove. Model number WLHT1209. Wait a minute. Another 209. I, I, how, did I, how did I miss this? Best space heater ever. <coughs> Number 209. Wow. Good one. No, Vegas, you cannot go into this. You can't go back into the walls and ceiling, kid. No, Kitty. That's why I blocked this door. I'm, I'm sorry, Kitty. I know you really want to. Come on, Kitty. Kitty. 
I know you want to go into the ceiling, but no, this it's too dangerous, Kitty. Do you understand? You can't go in the ceiling. Kitty, you can't go in the ceiling. It's too dangerous. What if you get stuck in there? We, there's no way we can get you out. Do you understand? Kitty, come on. Kitty, no. No ceiling for you. Okay, Kitty. Kitty, what's the matter? He's purring. No, you can't go in, Kitty. No, you can't go in. No. <laughs> He's trying to convince me. No, Kitty, no. Don't go in. What is this? Like a tidal wave? What the hell? Frightening moments as seawater slams into U.S. Army base in Pacific. There's Nikki Haley. Okay, what a choice. Trump or Haley, great. Uh-oh, I know it's going to be raining the next few days. Yeah, I found out this episode of The Love Boat is uh, season one, episode 12. The Old Man and the Runaway, The Painters, and a Fine Romance. So this is real early on in the, in the show, wow. 77. Um, an older man finds a teenage stowaway in his bathroom. Julie falls for one of her brother's friends whose cabin mate urges him to pursue her. Julie hires inept painters to paint the captain's suite in his favorite color. Originally aired December 24th, 1977. Wow. <coughs> See, for some reason, I find the 70s stuff much more tolerable. Once we get to the 80s, it starts to grate on my nerves a bit. This is just sort of an experiment in television. I don't know that I'm going to have this set up here for too much longer, but uh, I figured it would be worth, you know, just just the old style of watching TV is so different, right? You have to sort of make yourself okay with not having total control. There's Anson Williams. Yeah. <clears throat> the, the little girl is played by Bane Johnson. She was uh, best known as a member of like a fake rock band in the show The Electric Company, The Short Circus. So yeah, she just like on a fa on a band on the show. This is one of her last appearances. Then she became a normal person. She's 65 years old. But she just is, is a normal person now, even though she's on TV at the moment. <clears throat> Bernadette Peters' website? What the hell is that all about? What the hell? Johnson got her first break in the late 60s, appearing opposite Bernadette Peters as the title character of the off-Broadway musical Curly McDimple, a pseudo-satirical tribute to the Shirley Temple movies. <coughs> huh. I guess after this appearance in 77, her last few appearances were on Policewoman, 
and a TV show called Switch that I haven't heard of in 1978. Bane Johnson. But wait, is it, wait, wait. Her name is Bane, B-A-Y-N Johnson. But wasn't the president named Lyndon Baines Johnson? Who was president when I was born, actually, in 67. B-A-Y-N, Bane. <coughs> she, uh... Still doing stuff? I don't know. There's weird pictures of a different Bane Johnson, but... Yeah. <clears throat> Listen, not everyone has an, an enduring career in the entertainment field, now do they? Anyway, this is a bit of a synchronicity, considering I'm watching The Love Boat right now, but... Yesterday, I did have a nap, and uh, as I was waking up from the nap, I had one of those hypnopompic, uh, I, I would hesitate to call it a vision. It's a reception of uh, information. Um, it's essentially text information, so a short phrase, but where all of the spelling and pronunciations are all sort of burned into my the surface memory. And uh, I wrote it down immediately. Oh, look, there's Artie Johnson. <coughs> with Gavin McLeod, McLeod <coughs> and Pat Morita. I don't know. Celebrities were just sort of more likable back in the past. You know? We'll get back to this hypnopompic thing in a moment. But celebrities were more likable because they were just, they, they sort of, ex- they were sort of expressing the shame of being in the, in the entertainment field because generations past being an actor was considered a mark of shame. Everyone was ashamed of you and your family, and you were like a failure in life if you were like in, in the acting field. Now, it, it, it was not as prestigious as it has become. So I think people like Artie Johnson, who by any you know estimation, was did decently well, also had that kind of loser vibe that kind of made, made them feel more approachable and more human at some level. You know. Anyway. Uh, <coughs> yeah, so <coughs> the hypnop- they, online they call them hypnopompic hallucinations. Um, but in my case, there's nothing hallucinatory about it. It's just I, I receive, not every time, but at times, uh, a piece of text. But again, it's, it's text that's how to say it, the spelling and the pronunciation, everything is sort of burned there. And this is the one I got uh, yesterday after the, <coughs> um, after the nap. Of course, I did in- incorporate it into, into one of my poems. Uh, the phrase is, direct crews to use unexpected computers. Yep. That is the phrase. Can you imagine? Direct crews to use unexpected computers. I love that phrase. What does it even mean? It's like a news headline. Direct crews to use unexpected computers. <laughs> Where did it come from? It, it, I have no idea. That, that was the exact wording and phrasing, and it was burned in the surface of my mind. Direct crews. So I'm thinking that in this scenario, there were cruise ships that would take a roundabout course or there's ones that would go directly to the destination direct cruise so this would be in a world where people would sort of understand what a direct cruise means as opposed to a non-direct cruise 
to use unexpected computers. So people on these cruise ships would expect a certain kind of computer, but no, this is an unexpected kind. <coughs> wow, Lauren Chews and Anson Wilson getting, getting, getting pretty hot and heavy here. And what's going on here? I can't believe she was in room 209 in Twin Peaks. Anyway, so that was wild. Direct crews to use unexpected computers. <laughs> a headline from a newspaper in another dimension, essentially, zapped into my brain. And, uh, yeah. Pretty exciting stuff. One, another one of the world mysteries out there, indeed. So in this episode of The Love Boat, uh, Artie Johnson and Pat Morita are these just sort of, like, completely incompetent, like, painters, like, w painting walls and stuff. Just like this pair of idiots that did, they do everything wrong. It's pretty funny. <clears throat> So the same TV set, uh, I looked it up, and uh, yeah, there's people on Reddit that have actually uh, gotten it. I guess uh, you know there's a, there's a whole new-ish. Hold on a second, I'm trying to find it here. Uh, yeah, so the subreddit is uh, CRT Gaming. Yeah, CRT Gaming. I guess the idea that, you know, to play video games on old cathode ray tubes. So someone bought this exact model. Uh, this was one year ago. Picked up a free Zenith LM8833 today. RF only, but surprisingly solid picture. So I guess RF refers to the, uh, yeah, just the coaxial input. So you probably would need some sort of converter for a video game system. Though it does look like the older ones, like the Atari 2600, would work on there with that little pitchforky thing that you screw on somehow. Anyway, yeah, Anson Williams turned out to be a priest. That's why he couldn't date uh, Lauren Hughes. But yeah, this is, this is a good one. Some people are selling this model. Yeah, it's a, it's a late, later 80s a little color TV from Zenith. LM8833, someone's selling one on eBay for $65 or best offer. So, anyway, surprised it's in color. Ooh, what is this? Is this? Oh, the odd couple. This used to be on so, like, every night. This is the, the, uh, the opening sec section.
starring Tony Randall and Jack Klugman. It's quite a theme song. Alright. Outside on the porch, early dusk. Yeah, I, I, something I missed on last episode, which is episode 2084, I realized that the year 2084 is a very special year because it's, it's where a certain video game takes place. Yes, Robotron 2084 is the name of the game, though a lot of times it's, meant, it's just referred to as Robotron, but it's Robotron colon 2084 from Williams uh, initially in the arcades in 1982. And it was a game, you know, I think alongside Defender, Stargate, games that were just at a higher level of difficulty and complication. So I played them in the arcade, but I was just never good at it. Um, Robotron especially had the, it was a twin-stick shooter. You had to save the last human family. So you're this guy. I guess you're like a little robot. And you just uh, you move with one joystick and you fire your lasers with the other. And it's really a wild game. It's always been kind of hard to play on the uh, emulators and stuff. You really need, like, a joystick. Um, but, yeah, and a really beautiful system it ran on, too, even though it was such an early time. It, the graphics just seemed really amazing. Very similar to Defender, you know, in that sense. Defender, another one that was... And then Stargate with all those bizarre controls, like Inviso and all these other other things. So, anyway, yeah, so... Last episode was 2084, and I, I should have mentioned Robotron 2084. Anyway, something I mentioned on a recent episode that I was watching on YouTube, the World Jigsaw Puzzle Championships. This is a speed puzzling. This is a, a contest where you have to sort of do a jigsaw puzzle faster than everyone else. And I don't know how I ran across it. It's this uh, YouTuber. Her name is Karen Puzzles. And she went to this championship in Spain. And... Over the course of like three videos in like four hours, she sort of detailed the entire process. And as someone commented on the last video, it's like I I don't I I never knew that I would, I never knew there were jigsaw puzzle champ, uh, championships, but I've just spent four hours watching them, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, Karen Karen puzzles is I guess her she's her big thing is that she is the top jigsaw puzzle YouTuber out there, and she's very good. She's kind of nerdy, and she's just uh, really good at jigsaw puzzles. And, uh, you know, got a few trophies. Uh, I think her team got 10th tenth place. No, her the, the pairs division, she got 10th place, and then I think she got 2nd place in teams. Um, and it's all Ravensburger puzzles. That's the company, Ravensburger. Someone called it Ravensburger, but I think Ravensburger. I think she said it, called it Ravensburger because it's like a raven, you know. Quoth the raven nevermore, you know. Anyway, so uh, it made me interested in doing puzzles, but I don't really want to do a physical puzzle. It seems like too much effort. So I found a program, a good program on Steam called JGSW. I guess you just pronounce it Jigsaw. seems to be completely free, and it's a, just a very good uh, puzzle, uh, way to do Jigsaw puzzles. And the thing is, I found I could go on the Ravensburger website and uh, f- and. F- on each of their puzzles, they have not a super high resolution, but an image of the puzzle 
Well, you can copy you can copy that URL and paste it into Jigsaw, the app, the the program, and it'll make you a puzzle out of it, and you can solve it. I've just been having a lot of fun with that. It's like uh, free fun. <laughs> yeah, what was I doing? I was doing like a, a zodiac puzzle and Disney art artwork puzzle. Yeah, you can just find any pu- anything on their site or any image. You could you could make into a puzzle. So that's one thing I've been doing. <laughs> Going down the jigsaw rabbit hole. But yeah, like to me, like a jigsaw puzzle is fun to do. But then, what do you do when it's when you're done with it? I know some people do that thing where there's like some kind of like schmear or shellac you can throw on there to preserve it, but that's no fun. Probably just throw it back in the box and do it again someday. But yeah, I'm having fun with that. And anyway, there's something else related to boats, right? Um, a lot of boat synchronicities here. Maybe it was from the... I think it was actually from my... Uh, that phrase about the computers and stuff that... Um, it may be the phrase showboat. And I'm like, what were showboats? I guess... turns out they were actually just uh, river boats that had a theater in them. But apparently they didn't have the big paddle wheels and stuff because, right, the need for a giant engine would sort of preclude, apparently, an, an enormous interior space in a, in a boat like that. So they were almost like barges, apparently. They had to be pushed by another ship. But um, there was this uh, musical called Showboat. There's also a casino in, there used to be a casino in Atlantic City called Showboat. But the musical Showboat Apparently there were three versions, but the latest one was from 1951 in Technicolor. And uh, I found it on the Internet Archive. I started watching it. Um, this one apparently has the showboat as that sort of paddle wheel, the classic riverboat look with the big paddles and the big smokestacks with almost those, like those jester caps on the top. You know what I'm talking about? So, I don't know. I just started watching it. But more boat stuff. Love boat, the show boat, the direct cruise with the unexpected computers. What's going on? Boats. Yes. I'll let you know if the movie's any good. I can already tell. It, it, w- it would rub some, people, rub some people the wrong way these days because, you know, it, it sort of takes place in the South, the antebellum South. Any movie that takes place there is, 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 is going to... Uh, rub some people the wrong way. And I can understand it. It's just like, it's history. It's like this movie's from 1951. That's a long ass time ago. Right? Like they had different sensibilities back then. Obviously we have different ways of looking at things now. You just have to look at it in context. Okay? They made a movie with their current sensibilities. They wouldn't be made today, I suppose. Yeah, they, they I guess they show... I'm assuming it was in the slave era. I'm not really sure. No. Yeah, I'm not sure what, but it showed people who were slaves not real, like kind of seem happy, and that's always a no-no for these days, obviously. Song in the South, for example, yeah. The Disney movie that will never never see the light of day beyond its, uh, the last time it was released was on Laserdisc in Japan in like the 80s or something. Yeah. No, I, I understand we have different, way of looking at things now, which I think is much better, obviously. We've come a long way as a society. But 
the historical stuff, like, they didn't make it today. They made it back then. And so watch it, watch it with the context of history, right? You shouldn't destroy things that happened in the past just because you don't agree with them now. But I understand that the dangerous for someone watching it that doesn't understand the context. And so they need to be educated in terms of what happened. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I'll, I'll keep watching. I'll let you know how it is. So... Anyway, yeah, as I mentioned, I went down to uh, Brian's house down in Pennsylvania. It's really it's sort of in the northern suburbs of, uh, of Pennsylvania, of uh, Philadelphia, I mean, the northern suburbs of uh, Philadelphia, it's kind of the outskirts of Philadelphia, not technically Philadelphia, city limits, but very much in that me- metropolitan region. And uh, yeah, so as I mentioned last time, I, I drove down. My friend Peter couldn't come. We, we couldn't be the full three weasels. We were just two weasels. So as I mentioned, so as I mentioned, um, for me here, just driving, going on the two part, uh, the two turnpikes, uh, New Jersey Turnpike and Pennsylvania Turnpike, goes right there, right. Now when I when when I go with Peter, we have to sort of cut diagonally across the state, and we always wound up getting lost, especially on this place called Street Road. And I did see the Street Road exit on my way home. Street Road is like this dimensional warp or something. Every time. It's not like every time we, me and Peter would go down, we would wind up on street road and we would be completely lost. I don't understand it because it was so easy for me to go back and forth there. Yeah, hop on the turnpike, get off at exit six, yeah, follow signs at 276, and then get off at Brian's exit. How, it could be no easier. And on the way home, it's the same thing. One turnpike, one turnpike to the other turnpike, and that's it. I don't know how me and Peter got so lost. I mean, I remember, what was it, a couple times ago... We were, like, lost in these weird, like, suburban neighborhoods in Pennsylvania for, like, hours. And I don't know how we got in such trouble. This makes no, it makes no sense. Well, because there's really no direct route from Pete's house to there, you know. You really can't go on the New Jersey Turnpike because Pete lives way to the west of that. You see what I'm saying? Anyway, so I uh, yeah, so so what I planned on doing was was driving down and then stopping by this Plymouth Meeting Mall that has a Honey Grow. Now, Honey Grow, I've never been to Honey Grow. It's a it's a fast food place, but I used to go to Mini Grow in uh, in uh, New York City, which was some kind of offshoot of Honey Grow, and used to love those spinach noodles so much. And then they then they shut down. So I went on the website of this uh, Plymouth Meeting Mall, and uh, it's like now open Honey Grow. Like, great. So I was researching and I was looking. Apparently, it was like next to the Shake Shack, which was right on the edge of the parking lot, not even attached to the mall. I guess it's the thing they're doing now to kind of optimize the, the space they have, I guess. Build little restaurants on the outer uh, the outer rim of the parking lot. <laughs> right. I don't know. To me, like the idea of a mall is that you do, everything's inside in one place. Now it's all scattered around. What the hell? So anyway, uh, it was real easy to remember. It was, ep- it was exit 333, half of 666, so kind of half evil. <laughs> um, yeah, got off the exit. 
And it's one of those exits where you exit and you have to do like 15 loop-de-loops to get out of there. It's, but I memorized it. I memorized it from the Google Maps. Hell of a lot of loop-de-loops. If you look at it, it's like you have to get off the turnpike and go all the way around the other side and then go through the toll plaza and then you got to curve around again and again and there's all these loop-de-loops. Crazy. So I got there, and actually the way where I entered the mall parking lot is right where the Honey Grow is. And only only problem is the Honey Grow has not yet been built completely. It is it, it, I could see the building, and it says, Coming soon, Honey Grow. Uh, so I'm like, yeah. I guess it had faulty information on the website. It's actually not open. So anyway... Um, I went to the mall, and I don't think we had been to this mall. It's so weird. It's so close to Brian's place, but it is really kind of a depressing, semi-dead mall. Though they did have uh, a Dave & Buster's there. I stopped by the Dave & Buster's because I have the app now on my phone, and I had a few chips, as they call their their, their uh, currency units. They had a few chips left. So I played this game. It was uh, the Spider-Man coin pusher game, but it was cool because, like, in Japan... There's not just coins. There's, like, these balls also. These balls get shot out, like little balls and big balls. And uh, so I got a couple of the balls in in the uh, hopper. I got some extra points. I don't know what it really got me. I think I got I have so many points. Every time I go to the store, Dave & Buster's, there's never anything good to get with your points. I must have, like, 20,000 points at this point. hope they don't expire. (laughs) But who cares? There's nothing to get with them anyway. Just all junk. Well, you get 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 a shot glass for like eighteen thousand points. Jeez, little prizes and stuff. Yeah, so I walked around the mall and I was looking for the the only other place I I could eat there that would have some vegan food would be Kava, right? So I'm walking around. I'm looking at maps. I've, I'm like, what the hell? Where the hell is this? Because a map and it says Kava, but it's just this like color coded light green section. I couldn't make heads or tails of it. You know what I mean? And, uh, oh, they did have a, they had an actual record store there, like, called, like, the Land of Rock and Roll or something like that. And it was, and it was really crowded in there. And they, they just sold vinyl. It's amazing. Because they do have that at Rockaway, too. They, they have that place with that, that cool guy that runs it. I guess record stores can now, are, are back in malls. So I, I was walking around so much, and it was getting later. I, I left early so I could have some lunch before I got to Brian's place. I didn't want to feel, you know, because I know that me being vegan is kind of annoying for everyone else because, like, I can't eat anything that regular people eat, you know. So I figured I would have lunch and not and not make not make a big deal of it. So I walked all around the mall. I couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. There's another arcade there, too, like Uncle Louie's Arcade. These, these like, dying malls, they have pretty funky businesses in there. Um, so finally, I realized it was the other side of the mall from where I parked. You have to go outside, and it was freezing that day. It was, like, 20 degrees Fahrenheit. So when I parked, it was not too far to the entrance, so I, I didn't wear my big coat. I just wore sort of a, a zip-up hoodie. But it was freaking cold out there. But I'm like, ah, two minutes to walk in. What the hell? Kind of like when you go to someone's house. You know when you're in the car and you have a big coat on because it's hot, it's cold out. And then you're going to go to someone's house. A lot of times, I don't know, it's just better to leave your coat in the car. Because you you're going to walk like literally 
five seconds to their door and go inside and then, oh, here's my coat. Oh, let me take it for you. No, just leave it in the car. You can survive uh, outside for a few minutes in, in the cold. I know that's just me. Most people will wear the coat inside. Okay, and I understand. Maybe you'll be stuck outside talking to someone or whatever you want to have the coat on. I don't know. Think it's good. You can just go to your car and get the coat anyway if you really need it. You see what I'm saying? Anyway, but this this theory did come back to uh, haunt me a few minutes later because the kava, which has theoretically vegan dishes that you can have them make, uh, is 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 also on the outer rim of the parking lot. <laughs> And uh, I eventually found it. I, it was ridiculous. It was so far away. I was freezing my ass off. I had to walk like five minutes to get over there. From I exited the mall, and and then I go past like a was like a PF Chang's and some sort of Applebee or some kind of stuff. All these different restaurants, and finally, way in the distance, I see the kava over there. So I go over there, and yeah, I got my kava. It was all right, you know. I'm like, do you have anything vegan? They're like, yeah, yeah. You know, the one guy's like, um, I think this is all vegetables. I don't know. <laughs> they don't know. It's one place that actually makes a point of defining what is vegan and what's not, and then the people that work there have no idea what vegan means. Yeah. Anyway, I had my kava lunch, and then I uh, headed out. Headed out to uh, Brian's place. Oh, oh, I, I wanted to mention at this mall. Um. Hold on one second. Let me write this down. There was a there was a Lego a Lego Land there, right? Like there's also a Lego Land at American Dream Mall. But you know, so I you know it's like a, it's like for kids, you know, it's like a, it's like a, a Lego thing for kids. But I walked past it. Like I went, I I was walking around the mall so much because I couldn't find the Kava. I walked past it a couple times, and the last time I walked past it. I saw it was like a dark ride. It was like a Lego-themed dark ride, and people were riding around with these like giant Lego cars. I'm like, could I go on this dark ride? Or it's just like I, I'm like I don't know. I don't have time right now, but I want to look into this. This is actually a ride. It's like a Lego dark ride in a mall. And you know, I I have had so many dreams and visions and hopes and dreams of dark rides in malls. And uh, I tried researching it. I couldn't find any information about it. Like someone had a video inside the place, but they had nothing about this ride. So I still need to research this ride inside the mall. Anyway, I went over to Brian's, which is only about 20 minutes from there. And, uh, yeah, it was a really nice visit. Um, he had some uh, Ma- ba- Mountain Dew Baja Blast in cans. And I, I, apparently this is that flavor that in the past has only been available at Taco Bell, I think. But now it's available in cans. So I asked him, he's like, oh, yeah. I found it at the store, so I bought a bunch of them, so I have so I have my own supply. So I was drinking a lot of Baja Blast. I, I don't know. It's not, it's not the kind of thing. I, I really don't have that at home. I don't really have soft drinks like that at home. But, you know, as an occasional indulgence, it's fine. Had some Baja Blast. Not not least of which because it's it's novel. It's new. It's different. Baja Blast in cans. It's amazing. So, yeah, it was really cool. We're hanging out. I gave Brian my present. I gave him the course the book on sug radio a radio the broadcasting inside this book yes I, g- I gave him a copy of my book it's a great present come on yeah um yeah we played a few games like one game was about like you had to talk like a caveman you can only speak in one syllable words it's harder than it sounds 
try to get people to guess the clues. And another one was sort of like, uh, kind of like Cards Against Humanity, but it's sort of like uh, reviews of places, like Yelp reviews or something. It's pretty interesting. And uh, yeah, finally we, uh, we 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 watched a movie, and I was like, you know, I was getting late, and I'm like, okay, I have to leave around. I was thinking to leave around eight because it's like a close to a two hour drive. We started watching this movie. I saw it was only 72 minutes long, so I stayed to watch the whole movie. It was called The History of Time Travel. Brian was telling me about it, and apparently this movie's from 2014. I had never seen it. I would never heard of it. But um, it's pretty well, It's pretty cleverly done. Uh, it's a movie that is structured like a, a something on, like, a TV channel, you know, like a history channel kind of thing. And it starts off the history of time travel... And they're interviewing all these people. So it's like a TV show, but as they're interviewing people about how they went back in time, the timeline changes and the name of the channel changes and the people you're, they're interviewing change. It's pretty cleverly done. It's a good movie. You know, it's a, it's a nice little light time travel uh, entertainment. That was pretty good. So then I... Uh, I whoa. No. Sorry. Another freak accident, almost. I dropped my cigar on my phone, but it gets glass, so it's okay. It didn't melt or anything. Um, yeah, so then I started, uh, so I, I, I left around 9.30-ish. And, uh, yeah, because on the way down, I did stop. I stopped at to, to get gas at, um, I think, the Molly Pitcher rest stop on the, on the turnpike. Molly Pitcher may be the fictional, may or may not have been a real person, but the way home, I didn't stop at all. I just went all straight home. I think it was. I think it was only like an hour forty-five minutes. Pennsylvania Turnpike to New Jersey Turnpike, and done. <coughs> so while I was uh, in the car, you know, I was just like <coughs> listening to music and stuff. But <coughs> I uh, I thought about I, f- I forget this sequence of events that made me think about this celebrity, and uh, I could not think of her name, and it was dr- driving me nuts. I think it may have been because there was some surf music uh, on my random uh, memory stick. So this is a – this woman was – she was blonde and she was like – she starred on some sort of MTV show. And then I think she had a few more of her TV shows. But she had this album called So-and-so, So-and-so, Surf and Safari. And I had this CD. It was like uh, surf music. It may have been – it may have been in reaction to uh, Pulp Fiction. Again, Pulp Fiction um, popularizing the surf music again with Miserloo and a few other ones. We just heard a little bit of it with the pinball machine. Right, you know that song? So what was her name? And she was, and I kept thinking, was she on MTV's remote control? Oh, God. And I thought I, 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 I got part. I'm like, it was a name Jennifer something. And as I'm driving, I'm like, what the hell was her name? Jennifer. And uh, it's so annoying. As I'm driving along, I'm trying to – I go through the alphabet, Jennifer A, Jennifer B. Jennifer, you know how it's just like this mental block. And I also remember that uh, Joyce Boulefont, who was a uh, frequent guest on all the game shows in the 1970s, like Match Game, her, her, her shtick was that she was kind of like an airhead, Joyce Boulefont. She wound up at one point being this woman's – mother-in-law, because I guess the, whoever this f- person's name is, which obviously I looked up when I got home, 
Uh, <coughs> she must have married Joyce Boulefont's son. But anyway, <coughs> so I'm driving, and it's just bugging me the whole way. And, you know, I, 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 <coughs> I couldn't take my phone out to look because I was driving. So it's annoying me the whole way. And I also um, I made up the name of a character, Ash Punk Arcady. I added that in one of the poems, too. So her na- this this name of this weird alternate reality celebrity was A S H E space P U N K space Arcady A R C A D Y Ash Punk Arcady. I thought it was a really good name, so I had to I had to keep this all in my mind as I was driving. I, I actually made up Ash Punk Arcady as I was getting on Route Three uh, a- after I exited the Turnpike, uh, close to home. Ash Punk Arcady. The really the only purpose of it is just to sort of put in in one of those weird white chalk poems. Um, anyway, so <coughs> I looked up as soon as I got home before I even got out of the car. I look up Joyce Boulafont and personal life on Wikipedia. She was the mother-in-law to Jenny McCarthy. Yes, that was her name, Jenny McCarthy. So I had Jennifer, Jenny McCarthy, and the album was Jenny McCarthy's Surfing Safari. I thought it was surf and surfari, but safari sounds like a Mandela effect in the making. Um, 1996, and I had the CD, and I, I, then I looked up Jenny McCarthy. She started off as a as a pl- nude model, a Playboy, and then she was on a show called Singled Out on MTV. She had nothing to do with Remote Control, which was a much earlier show. The woman that was on the show was Carrie Wur Werher. She was the uh, attractive young woman on that show. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whatever happened to Jenny McCarthy. I guess she was doing the New Year's Rock and Eve with Ryan Seacrest and stuff. I don't know. Anyway, it was just uh, it was just a particular mental block that I was kind of dealing with. <coughs> but I got home and wrote it all down. <laughs> and I do remember that that CD. I don't think I still have it though. <coughs> it was a good good CD of surf music. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so that was it. So it was a nice day. It was a nice day seeing Brian and his family and some of his friends and stuff. Going to be going back down again in about two weeks with Peter. We're going to have a weasel adventure. So you will be there too. You can come along on the ride. I hope you do. Anyways, with that, I'd like to say uh, thanks so much for patching into this episode of The Overnight Escape. I'm your host, Frank Edward Nora. And we're here in OnSug Radio broadcasting from inside the book. Yes, it's a book you can buy. Just go to OnSug.com, O-N-S-U-G.com. OnSug originated as a sort of an acronym for Overnightscape Underground, O-N-S, Overnightscape Underground, U-G, right? You can buy the book. It's cheap. It's the lowest price possible. Print-on-demand book. Beautiful, beautiful. The way, the way they print it up in their book factory in Delaware is beautiful. Um, buy copies. You can also download the PDF of the book for free, which also includes 3,000 additional pages, which are the digital extension, which is uh, all additional information. <coughs> well, basically, the additional information is the entire show notes of every show as opposed to just the, sh- the listing, which takes about 500 pages to list all the, the listings, just the titles of the shows. Yeah, so check it out at onsug.com. 
And uh, you can be on OnSug.com every month now. Dave in Kentucky does a show called Overnight Escape Central. New topic each month, and you are invited to record a segment. No no set length, just whatever you think is appropriate. be five minutes, can be 20 minutes, whatever you like. I usually go a little longer. Completely up to you. The next, uh, coming up February 10th, 2024, is a deadline for... I think it's old-time religion, old-time rock and roll, and old-time radio. Those are the three topics. Great topics, by the way. Oh, I forgot. (laughs) Hold on. I forgot the most important part of the whole story here. (coughs) See, um, when we were at Brian's, before we watched the movie, but after we played the games, he's like, we should order some food. What place should we order from? So he's looking on Grubhub. He's like, oh, how about Honey Grow? I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's where I tried to go today, but it wasn't open yet. So I actually had Honey Grow. That's what I forgot to tell you. Yeah, I had Honey Grow. <laughs> I was meant to have Honey Grow. I got like a garlic noodle dish that was vegan. Vegan garlic noodles. That was good. Maybe not great, but it was good. Um, everyone seemed to somewhat enjoy their Honey Grow meal. Anyway. That's what I forgot to to mention. Yeah, so anyway, uh, yeah, check out OnSug Radio. This is our project here. It's been going for, well, technically since 1999. That's a long time. And uh, this show, The Overnight Escape, has been going for over 20 years, 2003. And, uh, yeah, we have a massive archive of over 14,000 hours, over almost 12,000 individual episodes. And uh, we have a very unique style, unique uh, monologue style, and unique sensibilities. And uh, ma- again, it's a massive archive that is all preserved, right? If you, most podcasts that have been around for a long time, their old episodes are nowhere to be found. They don't care about that. I do. We do here at, at Onsug Radio. And we're very focused on having the shows preserved for people to listen to in both the near and far future. We're talking thousands of years here. It could happen. Listen, it could happen. And who, no one else really seems to care if their shows are listened to a thousand years from now. We do here at Nonsug Radio. We're preserving everything. Like a message in a bottle. Yes. So uh, check it out. Now we're going to uh, travel to the chilly edge of a parking lot of a mall in another dimension. When you finally find the little hut on the far edge of the parking lot, you'll know you've arrived here at the other side.
do not necessarily reflect those of the global television network.
The Way of the Dragon, starring Bruce Lee, will continue. No wonder you can't resist the temptation. No wonder you keep coming back for the sensation. Every time you unwrap that red and gold, crunch into those crispy wafers, bite into that smooth chocolatey coating. Every time you taste that bubbly coffee cream, it's so delicious you want to taste it again. The nice, no, irresistible light snack. No wonder you can't resist your coffee crisp. The who? The tax people. Oh, today. Oh, all right. Call the accountant. Running your own business, you've got to give it your best. And that means personal computers from digital. For extensive business software, graphics, communications, plus a revolutionary customer support plan. Not even the world's largest computer company gives you so much. Oh, hi. We've been waiting for you. But the second largest does. Digital Equipment Corporation. Furs by Leader Fur Stanley Walker are magnificent. A pleasure to wear or give. At the Leader Fur Stanley Walker annual fur sale, you'll save up to 50% on wolf, fox, mink, or any fur. Find out how little a quality fur coat can cost. Manufactured furs by Leader Fur Stanley Walker. 330 Young Street, just north of the Eaton Center, or 72 Colborne Street in Brantford. Phone 597-0062. Now you can save up to 50% at Leader Furs Stanley Walker. Now there's a new dimension in color television. Electro-home blue optic. Four-lens focusing captures all the detail for a bright, clear, crisp picture. At a wide range of pure lifelike color. Less affected by harsh room light because the blue optic screen absorbs light. Electrohome blue optic television. So real, it seems almost three-dimensional. Move out of the ordinary. Move into four-wheel drive with the rugged all-new Jeep Cherokee and the luxurious Jeep Wagoneer. Both designed to deliver a new standard in handling and traction in two- or four-wheel drive. Both trimmed to deliver the best fuel economy ever in a Jeep. Both designed to deliver comfort for five with four doors. Move in the rugged Jeep Cherokee or luxurious Wagoneer and move out of the ordinary. Join the party for Leon's 75th anniversary birthday sale on carpets with 75 weeks free interest. Celebrate and save up to 50% on area rugs. Celebrate and save up to 50% on Broadloom from 333 a square yard. Plus, get free installation or free underpad or free delivery as tagged in the store. There's no birthday sale like this one because for carpets, there's no place like Leon's. I'd like to play something you've never heard before and I hope you'll like it. It's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit of a long piece, it'll take a while, so if you need to go, go now. The story, story comes largely from my own mind, that's uh, something I've been writing for ten years or more, it's or longer I suppose, but uh, in my mind it takes place before Exodus. Oil my joints and tape my bones, it's time to walk again around the ring. 
For seven long years we marched through the deserts of long lost. John Silver, old buck to the wheel ply he. Down round under where the moon bit glitters through the valley of the shadow ran he. No one knows how long we were gone. Time ain't reckoned that way. And the moon pit desolate world below Shoulder John's wheel, heave it up and around Follow the trail till it cuts on down On down through the vision of a bright hot fire Whoever can tell what things make a man Silver old buck do the best you can A mighty old giant from the dawn of time He moved like a dancer through the pits of lime In the nightmare castles of the lonely I followed him out one dawn I firmly stood my ground Could've run if I wanted, but I didn't at all. Shoulder John's wheel, heave it up and around. Follow the trail till it cuts on down. Don't run, don't hide, don't reckon, just wander on through. Old John plied the wheel like silver was he. Drew a breath, wiped sweat, grinned wide and bright. Said, follow me down when the wheel draws tight. Down I allow in the shadowy pit where he glistened like an angel in the bright hot fire. Voice like silk and thunder, he'd sing of the world down under. Tunes to chill your bones, set your eyes afire. All night passed over like a summer shower when he sang away the dark and brought the dawn in. The old folks gather sometimes at night when the desert stars are eyes of light. They talk of an evening when the moon is clear, about John Silver and the wheel of fear, how he marched single file through the bright hot fire. The edge of the desert we came to the land that had no name. Silver turned back to the desert, retired to gather the souls still untried, untried by the vision of a bright hot fire. Gangtree led the men with copper next in command. In the desert's heat to the cool of night, for days on edges where the sun burned bright, bright as the silver eye wheeled on tight. Seven long years we marched through the desert of long lost. John Silver, old buck, to the wheel ply he. Down round under where the moon pit glitters through the valley of the shadow ran he. Starlight, starlight, to the eagle palace where the walls of water we came. Long heard we chanted her name through our dreams of Quiet winter, the seasons flood by. Stand as you're able, the clock. Measures nothing. The sky is not space, is not sky. Here am I, the father, the keeper of sight and of records. Copper grabbed a bridle, the waiting horse, and he did ride. Fast as anybody had ever been known to ride. The news was out in not more than an hour. All around the regions lying near around. The minions of the sun were sweet as apple wine to him. He laid his head by the shadow of a wayside inn. 
Mother of God, he didn't spend much time as a child And he didn't have much left to spend as a man Racing like the sun across the meadow of Belinda's dream His heart was a nest in the bower of the forest green His charge was the honor of the palaces of Valentine And he cast no shadow of the sun hung in midstream They told him, take a message, I pray thee, to the king Tell him the truth of this matter is not what it seems Instruct him some and then return to me Our ship is rigged with sails of mist Anxious for the sea Racing like the sun across the meadow of Belinda's dream His heart was a nest in the bower of the forest green His charge was the honor of the palaces of Valentine Cast no shadow when the sun hung in midstream. Copper grabbed a bridle, a waiting horse, and he did ride. Fast as anybody had ever been known to ride. The news was out in not more than an hour. All around the region's land near round. The tale of the wandering Jew. Josephus. Lately, on the mountain wild, seated before a desert fire, led the men to silence while the fire told its tales, sketched in time the deeds of heroes, sketched in blood the trials of men. Where she lies in sandy wastes, the sphinx observes the traces traced. Seven times round and seven times seven and more, the driving wheel spins. Oh, beyond believing, beyond measure. Man and lion, bull and eagle, observing revolutions of the wheel. Ominous round of the Ewell, a Ewell, a silver reflected a wheel, a wheel. Out on the desert, the wheel has spin, the driving wheel spins. Raise the drinking horn, pass the meat around. Brick by brick the wall evolves, year by year the sun revolves. Age by age the ancient wheel creaks and turns around. Oil my joints and tape my bones, it's time to walk again around the ring. Ring, ring, the ring swap quiet. Ring, ring, the ring swap quiet. Ring, ring. On his what for ring Olivia the golden ring From the gates of Numenor to the walls of Valentine It's seven cold dimensions through the mountains of the moon From the call of Chanticleer to the ears of quick Reynard Lies the year of meadow that the sound can travel clean Raise the drinking horn, pass the meat around. Brick by brick the wall evolves, year by year the sun revolves. Age by age the ancient wheel creaks and turns around. Let us play at madness, comrade, said the devil to the man. I'll drift a marker into time and you will get it back again. Billion years in time to wander Brought a smile to the lips of man Send some token I know not of Clothed in legends whispered low of Split me into many men And we'll return it how we can 
the eagle leaves the land of law, a silver chalice in his claw. The land will grow, the crops will flourish, men will die and babes be born, and all the times we've had we'll have again. Raise the drinking horn, pass the meat around. Brick by brick the wall evolves, year by year the sun revolves. Age by age the ancient wheel creaks and turns around. Our army met the forces at the pass, they ran away. Raised our tents that evening, let the piper earn his pay. The whiskey rations double, though there's scarcely any beer. For one man with a crossbow could defend us from the rear. Copper walked a sentry through the night till the day. But the captain was too drunk to hear his warning bugle play. Get up, get up, you rowdy cur, and lead your men to fray. There's six for every one of us are coming up the way. The captain took a stick and struck proud copper across the face. Mark your rank and bold your words to that accordingly. A captain's faults a company to no words but his own. So raise your voice and rouse your men, there's battle to be done. Raise up you men of women born, and to them you'd return. Clear your heads and grab your swords, your life now you must earn. The battle is upon us and no man is sober here. The drunk is front and center, the rest fall to the rear. Oh, Mabel stepped out from the ranks and staggered to the fore. A drunker man than I be here, he has not drunk down more. My brain burns with the fires of hell, my guts are passing sore. And if any man can test me, then I'll down a couple more. The piper played and the piper wailed, the sword shone in the sun. The captain stepped past Abel and said, you're drunker than all but one. And he led his men to battle, while the pipes, they filled the sky. Playing whiskey, 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 and die, die, die. It wasn't that the matter was, they hanged our captain. Though some were given leave to go unharmed All the matter was the Wednesday morning But no one left to go between the dawn Our captain killed the silver-studded watchman Copper brought the box to lock him tight some were let to go before the morning None was left to go between the night That was all the matter begged to get off lightly It was all the sound of pleading in the hall It was over before we drew the counter It was over before we faced the wall Nearest place they gather for the shadow The sun is rolled across the eagle mall Our banners torn and tattered lace the desert The winter closes in upon the fall 
wind it winds around the core of evening The Eagle Mall is cold and also quiet Step into the center, you may touch it Where the crippled chalk has scribbled its goodnight The languages we spoke have been forgotten The windows to the age are white as chalk All the matters settled are as nothing And all which was is as that which was not Raise the drink and horn, pass the meat around Brick by brick the wall evolves, year by year the sun revolves Age by age the ancient wheel creaks and turns around Oil my joints and tape my bones, it's time to walk around the ring Ring, ring, swap, quarry, ring, alleviate the golden ring Often of a night I yearn to wander As oft I did when all my bones were whole The desert's lovely, dark and sweet as orchids The ghosts of old sing sweetly round my door Raise the drinking horn, pass the meat around Brick by brick the wall evolves, year by year the sun revolves Age by age the ancient wheel creaks and turns around I gave my love a mirror carved of starlight I gave my real love a ribbon edged in flame Drinking horn lies shattered in the desert My seeds were cast in places without name The voices on the land obscure the faces That dissolve into the years Raise the drinking horn, pass the meat around Brick by brick the wall evolves Year by year the sun revolves Age by age the ancient wheel Creaks and turns around Oil my giants and take my bones It's time to walk again around the ring Seven rings of silver on his birthday In the sand ring around the charm A daisy grown twixt the sea and land Ring, ring, the ring swap Ring, ring, the ring swap Ring, ring, the ring swap Ring, Olivia, the golden ring Seven traces binding all the sandy shore and land To the charm of sleeping daisy with the ring upon her hand Ring, ring, the ring swap Ring, ring, the ring swap Legal leaves the land of law A silver chalice in his claw The land will grow, the crops will flourish Men will die and they see more All the times we've had we'll have again Raise the drinking horn, pass the meat around Brick by brick the wall evolves Year by year the sun revolves Age by age the ancient wheel creaks and turns around Seven long years we marched Through the deserts of long lost 
jogs of roll buck to the wheel ply he down down under where the moon pit glimmers through the valley of the shadow round he ring ring the ring swap quoi ring ring the ring swap quoi ring ring the ring swap quoi ring olivio the golden A Vision of Lucifer from Ebony and Crystal by Clark Ashton Smith read for LibriVox.org by Anusha Ayer I saw a shape with human form and face, if such in apotheosis might stand, deep in the shadows of a desolate land, his burning feet obtained colossal base, and spheral on the lonely arc of space, his head, a menace unto heavens unspanned, arose with towered eyes that might command the sunless blank horizon of that place. And straight I knew him for the mystic one, that is the brother, born of human dream, of man rebellious at an unknown rod, the mind's ideal and the spirit's sun, a column of clear flame in land's extreme, set opposite the darkness, that is God. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain. Thank <laughs> you.